Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lifted Logic, a podcast presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, whether this is your first time tuning in or your returning uh, guest, thank you so much for your support. Today, we're joined by the once, the one and only, excuse me, Parker Fuller. We're back. We're back. We're back. Thanks for coming back. Oh, I mean, I you know, I just walked over here. Well, it's I didn't really fun. come back. Well, I mean, I guess I did come back from California. Yeah, they don't know about that yet. Oh, don't don't tell them that. So uh, if you're new here, you may be wondering what exactly is Lifted Logic. Um, Lifted Logic is a podcast presented by Custom Offsets that outlines um, all things really Custom Offsets related. Uh, so it covers industry in- insights. Excuse me. I cannot talk today. Um, top trending things in the industry. And it even includes um, touching base on happening events, which is why we're here today. Yeah. Trucks, wheels, tires, lift kits, events, behind the scenes. Yeah. So... Uh, remember for all things wheels, tire suspension, customoffsets.com. Also, if you guys haven't heard, and I don't know how you haven't heard because, because we've plastered it literally everywhere, Yes. but we're doing a giveaway. Um, so all you gotta do is pick up one of these really cool hoodies and it gets you entered to win uh, a full build from BDS, uh, Archon, Fury Tires, Black Label Lighting, Offsets Garage will do the labor to install it should you choose so. And all you gotta do is go to customoffsets.com forward slash giveaway. So, uh, with that, let's jump into it. So yeah, so as I said, uh, today is episode four. I have episode three on my notes, but today's definitely episode four, <laughs> which is actually episode five if you count the pilot episode. Confusing. It's fine. <laughs> um, but today, like I said, I'm joined by Parker Fuller, obviously. Um, today's episode is all about the toughest race on earth. Dramatic pause. But I'm super excited about this one, actually. Um, today we're talking about King of the Hammers, which is... Yeah, insane. Freaking cool. Um, So this, of course, comes directly after you and Zach, who's the man behind the camera. Um, Zach, no one waves. (laughs) No one can see. Let let me uh, let me translate. (laughs) Okay, he's waving now. (laughs) He's smiling. Um, But yeah, you guys are just out in in California, right? California, Southern California. Yeah, Um, at the King of the Hammers race. So um, I just want to touch base. We'll kind of talk about exactly what King of the Hammers is. Mm Um, and then we're going to touch base with, or, uh, touch base on, excuse me, um, the experience of being there. And then after that, I want to talk to you about what you think the coolest part is about going. So today's all about, uh, just your trip there, the race, the experience, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then when we get to the end, we'll do the wheel of the week and then ask us anything question like we always do. my favorite. And, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Sweet. So Cool. Well, let's jump into it then. So tell me what King of the Hammers is. Well, I guess if I had to put it, I'm sure if you Google it, you know, somebody out there will have a better answer than me. But from my perspective, like you kind of mentioned, King of the Hammers is like the world's toughest off-road race. So there's lots of obviously different kinds of racing out there. But when it comes to King of the Hammers and off-road racing, it's not like any other off-road racing that you ever have seen before. So like here in Wisconsin, you know, we have Crandon. They do the World Cup there. It's a big, giant race with 1,000-horsepower trophy trucks that are riding on a track, jumping. Like, it's intense. It's wild, yeah. Red Super Bull comes wild. to town. Yeah, it's a big deal. 
now you go to King of the Hammers and it's Crandon times a thousand, and it's no longer you know a, a mile uh, short course track. It's like over two hundred miles oh, of wow. just the roughest terrain going through Johnson Valley. That's where it's held in Southern California, uh, Hammer Town. You can go on Google Maps and zoom right in and see it. But so it's wait, wait, just hold up, hold up, back up. So there's insane. they have their official like they have a town. No, it's called Hammer Town. Yeah, it's like um, they just kind of make their own city. So it's for like a, a pop week. up tent. It's it's bring in your camper, bring in your tent, and you know here's uh, some generators for some power if if you got the big (laughs) bucks to shell out. Um, And yeah, there's a there's a lot of people there. I don't know what the figures are. I would say seventy to hundred thousand probably people. That is the size of Appleton. Yeah, they make their own city in the middle of the desert. And like when (laughs) it's when the race isn't there, it's nothing. It's just empty. It's just desert. But the race itself, like I was kind of saying, I mean, it goes from. 120, 140 mile an hour straightaways across, you know, dried up lake beds, just wide open. Just and then there's some, yeah, duck, there's duck, some duck. sections of the race where you're literally crawling. You're mm-hmm. going two to three miles an hour, which is what makes it so difficult. Cars are driving on top of other cars. People are bouncing into each other because you can create some distance on those straightaways. But when you get, you know, six cars all bound up in one spot, it's going to get tight. Uh, and there's obviously different classes too. So like the, uh, the one day that I got to spend the whole day there, I was watching trophy trucks, but I know they had ultra four cars and just a whole bunch of other, they got UTV sections. Uh, so there's like kind of an option for everybody. If you're in any sort of racing and you want to do off-road racing, that is, and you want to be involved in it, there's probably a class for you. That's so crazy to me. And I know, um, it's super interesting for me to hear you guys talk about like cars stacking up on top of each other. Cause I know Zach got that clip of the uh, the two buggies coming down mm-hmm. over like the rock face and they almost slide into each other. Oh yeah, and some of these drop offs they'll have ten foot just like sheer drop offs. So you gotta like line yourself up and try to crawl down it. And then just like edge or it or just hit and... the gas and try to get some front lift and, and slide down. Yikes. But it's not, you know, this is no road road course. This is no oval. It's not a, a dirt track. It's this is intense. Like they just kinda cut a path through the desert and over these mountains. Uh and it's just whoever can make it can make it. There's a lot of people, most entrants don't actually finish the race it's it's kind of a difficult thing to do sure yeah and i don't know i had heard that once before um but obviously i've never been to to king of the hammers you know so i have very little uh experience with all of that but i had heard that it was like that is that so many people started and and very few finished yeah it's a it's a big deal so there's a bunch of divisions there right it's not just like Mm -hmm. i know you touched on that a little bit but there's like there's uh from what i understand there's a little bit entry level stuff in there and then there's um there's a whole bunch of different classes, you know, like like most racing things do have. I think one of the probably the most interesting things about the Hammers race for the trophy truck guys is in it's in like an unlimited class. So you've got two-wheel drive cars going up against all-wheel drive cars, and, you know, the logic behind it there is, well, the all-wheel drive cars tend to break. The two-wheel drive cars are more reliable and can usually squeeze out, you know, maybe 10 miles an hour faster on the straights. Because there's no drag. But you've got no traction going up some of the hills where, you know, you got to try to carry that speed. And sometimes, sometimes speed's your friend. Sometimes <laughs> speed uh, bends metal and it, it doesn't work that well. But uh, this year, Bryce Menzies took home the win for the trophy trucks. He's running an all-wheel drive truck. Him and the whole Red Bull crew have been working on developing the best all-wheel drive setup for a while now. And it's um, it's a very difficult thing to do to make an all-wheel drive system in those trucks that handle the power that can that can actually make it through. So yeah. that was pretty impressive to see those guys do that. 
Yeah, and the abuse. I mean, not, you talk about the power, but the abuse that those trucks go through is oh, yeah, again, insane. it's 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 not like it's a it's a one mile dirt course. Yeah, this it's is over two hundred miles across the desert and the rocks and through yeah. gorges and over sheer drop offs, and then you get done with that and you pin it full send for fifty miles to the next checkpoint. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, you got helicopters flying all over the place, chasing people. It's pretty intense. So let's talk about, I mean, and this is where probably the majority of our conversation will lay, right? It's tell me about getting there. Tell me about going to King of the Hammers. Tell me about that experience. Well, for me, actually getting there itself was, was an experience. And that's exactly why I brought that up because uh, I know that you had a little bit of an interesting time. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of direct flights that go from where well, we're located Appleton's in Appleton's small, right? So we don't get a lot of direct flights out of here. Um, luckily, Zach, our videographer, Josh from Trailbuilt, they were able to get out there a little bit earlier. Um, but I had some other things to attend to. When did that? You know, that was four hours of driving I already had in that day. Then I get to the airport, and, you know, I can't make the early flight, so I got to wait another four hours till the flight <laughs> leaves. And I finally get on. I land at midnight in Ontario, which is Ontario, California. Uh, yeah, not I, not Canada. Yeah, not Canada. Although when I got to the airport, I, uh, you know, check in. I was flying on U- United, but for some reason they had me on a Delta flight, and, like, it started <laughs> off all confusing. And then the lady at the desk was like, oh, do you have your passport? And I was like no, I don't, I, I didn't realize I needed it. She's like, well, you're going to Ontario. Oh, she like, thought you were going to Ontario, like, Ontario, Canada too. California. And then she felt, you know, dumb. And I was like, oh, it happened last time I went there too. But yeah. So anyway, I get <laughs> wait, there. Wait, you, you've been here before. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Not to King of Hammers, just to oh. Ontario. Uh, federal tire event. That was a good one. Oh. Um, anyway, finally land at the airport. It's midnight local time. Zach picks me up in the rental Ram two-wheel drive 2019 <laughs> classic uh the farm truck i think is what brian from method called it so we drive out to our airbnb which is a super awesome place um but that was like a two-hour drive so we get there at 2 a.m local time plan is to leave the house by 7 a.m so that means i get up at six uh so i had just a couple of hours of sleep uh, <laughs> to get out there and then we were off that was that was getting there yeah, so that's already an adventure by itself, right? Is you've you've already done in two days what you should have done in four, and oh, you're yeah, just getting exactly, there exactly. Um, but then, yeah, showing up, you know, it was we obviously get media passes, uh, so we had to go in, check in. You know, there's a safety briefing for everybody because I want to make sure nobody you know takes a rock to the face. I guess that had happened earlier in the week. Sent a guy to the hospital. Yikes! So it's it's rough out there and they have a lot of rules for media too like you know we can't just get right up and stand next to the track i think we still have to be like 100 150 feet back um but you know there's not every section is monitored so there's a lot of guys that are getting closer than that and it's kind of the risk you play for we want the best shot but we also want to make sure that we make it home yeah you don't want to die yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah then the whole first day was just Film, film, film. We kind of jumped to a couple different viewing spots. Uh, luckily, we had Brian from Method, who's been there for years. Method is a huge sponsor for a lot of the racers. I know on, on the trophy trucks, they're on, like, almost all of them. Those are, like, all but three guys are running Methods. And then what blew my mind was he was kind of explaining to me was that uh, most of their race guys are running the cast beadlock that anybody can just buy. Really? Yeah, it's the 103. And I was like, oh, I assume they had, like, custom-made forged wheels. And he's like, no, they just run our regular beadlocks. So, like, that was really, you know, a testament to their quality on that end. So I thought that was really neat. Um, But, yeah, then I was just watching a lot of racing. We sat at the start line for a bit and watched people take off. It's not all bunched up. Uh, It's staggered starting. So they, you know, wait a couple minutes between trucks because otherwise you really do get, like, 
a big group of people bunched up and that's where safety starts to be an issue. Right. Um, so yeah, that was kind of getting that going. I'm trying to think what we did after that. I watched a lot of helicopters fly 20 feet off the ground, zooming over mountains. 20 feet off the ground. just. I mean, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but enough that I was standing there and like I turned my lens up to film it and I couldn't get the whole thing in frame. Oh, geez. So, okay. Uh, it was, they were close. It was sweet. Um, <laughs> I, w- I wish I could be up in a helicopter. We need one of those. If you're a helicopter pilot, let us know. Yeah, we would love we'll to. We'll hop in with you. Yeah, that, that would be a great time. Absolutely. So full day of racing, you know, lots of sun. Obviously, being from Wisconsin, you know, in the morning, as soon as the sun got up and started to heat up a little bit, you know, then it's like in the 60s, perfect weather. Um, and At then, least for this time of year, right? I yeah, mean, it's, I thought so. It I think beautiful. today is high temp. Well, let's look here. Today's high temperature in Appleton, Wisconsin is, drum roll please, it's taking forever. 12 um, degrees. Yeah, 12. So 60 was nice. It got down yeah. to like 40 at night. Uh, which I think a lot of people that don't travel a ton don't realize that, like, yeah, the desert still gets cold at night. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, mid-70s throughout the day, so it was just, like, beautiful weather out there. And there wasn't a ton of wind, which kind of made for problems because of all the dust they kicked up. just kind of sits and it's very stagnant. Um, but it also made for cool photos, too. So you had that going for this us. Is, Zach, this is where you guys can plug those really cool raptor photos you guys did. Yeah, because that was on there. Ball. That was on the way on the way out that day. We're going and like the sun's just setting, you know, the sky's got the, like the orangey purple going on and I was like, "Okay, stop here. Like we're going to take some photos." I tell Brian to whip the whip the raptor around and just kicked up a whole bunch of dust, shot some photos. They turned out so good, so good. Yeah, how how uh terrible is it to be escorted around King of Hammers in a raptor? You know, I love the raptor. Uh everybody knows I love the raptor, so to spend, you know, couple days in one just putting it in baja mode and actually using it in the desert i was like yep this is nice i could use one of these (laughs) was it enough to convince you to to buy a a new truck yet i mean it convinced me but i just need to get the wallet to catch up (laughs) buy more wheels tire suspension folks If only it worked like that. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pick my name at checkout. And, oh, uh, gosh, here we go. Subtle ambassador plug. Yeah, no, just kidding. You can't pick my name at checkout, but we do have an ambassador program. So we do. It's pretty cool. If somebody else sends you, you should at least look for their name. Absolutely. Absolutely. So get out there, race all day, hang out. I mean, did you guys do anything festivity-wise in the evening, or was everyone so, just so dead that I you— I mean, we were pretty dead from—you know, it, it's a work trip for us. We're still there working the whole time, even though it's an absolute blast. It's still work. Uh, but I know— so most nights after the races are done, it's the local crowd and the spectators. Like you can go out, and the whole area is an off-road vehicle park OHV area. Okay. So like if you've got a rig, you can go drive it and see how far you can make it. Like you're not going to be running a race, but if you want to see what you can crawl over, you can do that. So a lot of people go out at night uh, and just see what they can break. You know, so like uh, uh, like the actual King of Hammers race, like the the actual course. Yeah, you all can in just the same area. Drive that? Yeah, you can't like run it. You know, on their they've got like one. Well, I'm not going to call it a paved section, like a groomed section by the media tent for like spectators and stuff like that, where the start line is. But anywhere out in the desert, you can just drive to. It's just open. So that's crazy to me. So you're just hanging out, and now let's just jump in the old uh, the old trail rig and see what we can uh, what we can break yeah. today. And there's such a large caliber of vehicles there. It's guys in stock UTVs all the way up to 
custom built tube chassis i don't know what's with kings and and stuff like that and then there's uh you know the guys from grid were out there with a couple of big old lifted show trucks so it's like <laughs> oh yeah i saw you posted that that picture i think right on yeah the store some, or like something. 20 you know 26 14s or whatever out there there's a little bit of everything we didn't feel quite so alone having a, a show yeah. truck i was out like there, hey you know? those are our people <laughs> that's super crazy to me so um so i guess tell me Tell me the coolest part about being out there. I mean, what is the what's the coolest part about being at King of Hammers? Oh man, the whole the whole race is really the cool part, and I, I almost really enjoy like getting to the places just as much as watching the race itself. Because it's kind of like rally racing. If you ever watch that, you know, one vehicle comes through, and you might wait fifteen minutes to see another vehicle. So spectating it isn't quite all that it's made up to be. I don't want to crush anybody's hopes and dreams. If you want to go, like you should definitely still go. But getting there, like physically driving to the location is all part of the experience. I think that is super fun in and of itself. And it's the after party, right? Where everybody's hanging out around uh, around town, Hammertown. Or, <laughs> around you know, this pop-up shanty town yeah, in the middle of the Going out with their own rigs, and they got a big bonfire you know, some nights. They got a whole bunch of different vendors there if you, you know, need to buy stuff, if you break stuff. And it really just seemed like, I don't know. It's a big community. So, like, it's it's the after-race events that are probably the coolest part of the whole thing, in my opinion. Sure. So, it's like the race in the morning and, and everything else at night is, is super cool. Yeah, I guess cool. that's the other thing, too, is, like, this race, you know, it's not uncommon for it to take seven, eight hours for somebody to finish the race. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, do they run, do they run this all in one loop or all in one day, or is it does it uh, run in, like, depends stages, on, like, rally? Yeah, it depends what it is. So, it's, like, I think the one that we were watching most of the day on Thursday was three laps, um, but you know, so they have to do this three times, but they're 70 plus mile laps. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So not only do you have to go through like across the desert, over the river, through the woods, the grandmother's house, right down do rock again. faces, but then you have to do it two more times. Yeah. You know, when you go through and you're like, Oh, we didn't break it that time. And you're like, but we got to do it we two gotta more do times. This twice more yet. <laughs> that's insane to me. That's absolutely crazy. So no, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I yeah. Unless you have anything else to add, we can kind of move on from there. But uh, um. you got to experience it. You know, it's hard to talk about something. It's even hard to show it on video. It's just when you go there and see it, and you stand on top of a mountain and make a TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can subtle get the full plug experience. of his TikTok yeah, right, right here. Get or Zach likes it. I hear the guys like it when we do the swipe up thing, not the the thing. So. Oh, this, this <laughs> the up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, but yeah, uh, it's being there. It's the whole experience. It's the views you take in. It's waking up in the morning and pulling the blinds and just being like in awe of just like the beauty of the desert as like lame as that is to yeah. say. But it's just like everything is so calm and peaceful. And then you tear it up with thousand horsepower. <laughs> and it's just they all fire up and take off. And like that's that's it. It's yeah. all about the moment. Even the vendors and the media guys are ripping in, in Raptors and, and you know, oh, and yeah. stuff like everybody's so. got to get the shot, you know, so it's like truck comes by and they're like go 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 got to get the next spot so that they can shoot them you know coming over the next hill or going through the next corner and i guess that's something i didn't think about until right now but like because you're running a a 50 to 70 miles in a lap that also means that the guys shooting media are going distances between these points where they're shooting sometimes upwards of probably 20 30 40 miles yeah there's definitely times where it took some time to get to the next spot and it's you know if you want to watch racing, you got to get there quickly. And you're just bombing across the desert. Yep. And then that's like, you know, the second spot we stopped at. I'm literally standing on top of this big crest that they're coming over. But you can see, I, I don't know how far, 20 miles. And it's just, you just 
you see the helicopter come over the hill and you're like, okay, here come the trucks. Here we go. And then one would just, just barrel across the whole thing and then just hard on the brakes over the hill and back into the gas. Yeah. I know Zach had that video. I think he posted too, that I had, I had saw of, uh, this guy just full send up to this hill and just whoop a little airtime over the top and right and back down. on it again as soon as he's over the top. So that's one thing too. Like um, I wanted to point out is some people thought like the trucks were going to jump this big hill. It's like well, it's still a race. So in order to get the fastest times and keep moving, you got to keep your wheels on the ground yeah, so you can be putting the power to the ground. Right, flying through the air is not you know that you're going to be slowing down when you do that, and you got to finish the race. So jumping a you know, one thousand foot incline is not going to be uh, good for your vehicle when it comes back <laughs> down the other side, and you don't know what you're looking at. They don't have pace notes uh, like rally, and I, I think sometimes you can pre-run the course. I don't know if all the time you can. Obviously, I've never ran it. I've never been a competitor, but I talked to a couple other guys that have been there before, and they said that uh, due to some weather they're having the beginning of the re- week, a lot of people didn't get to pre-run the course. Oh, no. So, so it, they're just running this blind yeah, wide open across it was the like, desert. Yeah, I believe we go that way. And we actually saw a couple people take wrong turns. So, like, that's all part of it, too. you got to navigate. <laughs> Most of these trucks are running two guys in them. Sure. One guy's job is literally to be like, and turn. I know uh, Josh was, from Trailbilt was telling me that at one point he saw a guy roll a Jeep over, a, a rig over, and the co-pilot jumped out, ran over a hill all the way down into Hammertown, to grab a spare part and then came hustling all the way back up and over the hill yeah. so they could slap it back on and get like, and these guys are nuts. It's not like, Oh, I rolled my rig over game over. It's like, get no, it fixed, fix it, get it go. back on the wheels and go because yeah. we're still running. I know, uh, Vaughn getting junior was out there. Uh, he's kind of new to the sport. Obviously not. New I'm to really order. jealous that you met him. Oh yeah. I, I saw it's been that like photo. A couple, it's been like a couple of times that I've been in events and I run into him. I always grab a photo. I saw that photo and I was, I'm a huge Vaughn getting junior fan. Super down to earth. He's yeah. a really good guy. But anyway, I know his ultra four car, uh, he like exploded the rear diff. You're not out of the race. He had a, his chase truck come out and like they put a tarp down and they start jacking the thing <laughs> up and they replace the rear differential because in the you're middle not, of the desert. Yeah, you're not out of the race. <laughs> you replace what you broke and you get back in there. That's so crazy. It's insane. And it's not just because, you know, it's Vaughn, so he's got all these tools and all these people. Right. No, all the guys got some sort of chase vehicle or something, um, or at least a UTV with a couple of spare parts on it. You might not carry a full rear differential, but you break a control arm or something like that. You're going to want a spare. Just bolt it back in and let her eat. Yep. That's no time abs. for alignments and yeah, just, <laughs> just go. I suppose when you're, when you're scaling rock walls and, and doing a hundred plus miles an hour across a desert, alignments really don't matter. Yeah. Still blows my mind though, that like they're using wheels that just a regular person yeah, can buy. Cast a lot of the people wheels. that are running, uh, like, like Nitto and Toyo are huge sponsors of the event. Um, People are just running Nitto trail graps, you know, the MT from That's Nitto. What, that was the, the winning tire this year, right? Was it a trail grab? I, I'm not or sure. Or was it a ridge grab? I, it was a Nitto tire, I believe. But uh, they just use, told, so. you know, they use standard tires out there too. It's yeah. crazy. And it's it's interesting to see all the abuse they take. And I was watching uh, an engineer from BFG, one of the BFG trucks pulled in and instantly he runs out there. He doesn't care about the driver of the truck anything taking photos taking of the tires yep. got to figure out how do they hold up how can we improve it for next year so it's crazy and it's just it's just regular tires yeah that's it's insane it makes us feel a whole lot better i know you drive sometimes relatively hard and i would say, I, I would say all the time i sometimes like to drive relatively hard so it, it makes you feel a whole lot better to know that the stuff that we have is capable of, no, it of holding CBS. up to that so absolutely cool let's jump into the wheel of the week here 
So if you're new here, Wheel of the Week is this little bit where I ask our guests to pick uh, either their favorite wheel or their most underrated wheel. Um, the idea is to to bring to light maybe some wheels that aren't talked about a whole lot. So uh, this week you picked the Method Racing MR605. Yes, and why did I pick the 605? And what is the 605? And isn't it just the 305 or is it the NV? I well, totally thought it was an NV because I yeah. Googled it. I was like, this is the same wheel. And Fuller's like, like, uh-uh, look it again. It like is but isn't. So uh, uh, the reason why I went with the 605 is to kind of bring some attention to it because obviously Method is known for 17 by 8.5 wheels. Yep. Well, what people don't know is you can get the same style, the NV, which is like the most popular Method wheel out there. It comes in the Method bronze, which is the most beautiful color out there. Beautiful wheels. And you can get it in a 20 by 12 if you still want that show truck look. Yep. Yeah, is, that's why I picked it. They're super cool. I When I looked them up on the website, um, I had found them, and I was like, this is an NV with a lip, and mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a beautiful wheel and they're strong too like yeah. method does a good job of making strong wheels so if you have you know 20 by 12 like on banker's truck and he runs 35s uh you know you still get a little bit of sidewall there it's like if you're gonna still use your truck you want a strong wheel you like the method name i think it's just a sweet combo they're rated for crazy weight too like yeah. you know manufacturers wheel manufacturers will post rated weights and i forget what it was but i remember looking at it and it was insane compared to most of the other manufacturers on the market. So yeah. not only is it a really cool looking wheel and it's available in arguably the best color out there. I, I know I'm a big fan of method bronze as well, but it's also rated to take any abuse you can throw at it. Yeah. You know, what, if you're what gonna, more could you if want? If you've got a heavy trailer, you pull, if you load a four wheeler in the back, if you've got a sled deck, yeah. if you travel millions of miles across country, you're good with it's it. the wheel for you now those are it's important to note those are not true beadlocks correct they have the bead no yeah grip. It's, a, it's a simulated beadlock that i don't think the 605 or the 305 have the bead grip that's something new that they introduced on a couple of different wheels i okay. don't know for certain if those do or not i know it says uh, per the uh, the old method website it says they have the street lock lip that simulates bead lock technology yeah so they add they've got a couple different styles that's got like some grooves in it too but then the bead grip you were talking about on some of the new styles that they have i forget which ones they are but um it's on the website if you want to look at it obviously custom but they put like these ridges where the bead sits so that you can run a you know really low tire pressures and not have to worry about it popping and off. not lock that if you lock are really really serious you know you want a bead lock you get the 103 bead lock and then you're good to go yeah if you want a forged version they make that too they make a forged bead lock oh yeah neat yeah neat you got to be really uh really up there if you want uh, some of those it's hardcore the guys are running cast wheels in the races so <laughs> And yeah. the, you should see some of them. They got gouges. <laughs> Just chunks the out of them. Huh? And they're fine. Yep. That's crazy. Cool. Uh, last little bit here is uh, ask us anything. Um, so I always pull the YouTube community somewhere between uh, every week it drops down, um, but somewhere between four and 48 hours before we film the podcast. Um, and just say, hey, if you could ask us anything about this week's topic, uh, what would it be? And so this one was kind of cool. It's not super related to King of Hammers, but it's really, really relevant for both you and I. Oh, great. And so this question comes to us from Daniel uh, Edipio? Ed- it's in front of your face, I, I not mine. I don't know what it I'm says. sorry if I slaughtered that. I'm super bad with last names. But Mr. Daniel wants to know, 
do you prefer the first gen raptor or the second gen raptor and why oh wow that actually is a good question and i don't really know necessarily how to you have to pick one (laughs) zach is good for those of you that can't see zach just gave fuller the like what what do you mean look and it was hilarious yeah second gen raptor looks awesome performs better you get uh more travel with them you can upgrade it to the orange foxes you know to get more than just the blue foxes oh yeah um and I don't know. It's really awesome. But at the same time, I love the 6.2 liter V8 because it just sounds awesome. They sound amazing. But the 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 also makes a significant amount of horsepower. Yeah. And uh, they just boot scoot and boogie. Yeah. So. So what's your pick? You got to uh, pick one. I would go with the I would go with the second gen. They're like, it's a little more refined. You know, if you're going to drive it as your daily too, it's just uh, all around. We were just talking about this, how like a Raptor is one you know, used Raptor is attainable yep. for many people. Uh, apparently not myself, though. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have one. But you can get one. You know, it's not like you can daily drive it if you want. They're actually super comfortable on the road because the suspension is so soft. You give up some towing. You know, you can only tow 8,500, 9,000 pounds, something like that. But for most guys, again, that's plenty. Right. And it's just all around the Raptors, a sweet truck. We rode in one the entire time. We were at King Hammers, the second gen. So I'll go with the second gen. Yeah, I'm with you as well. I mean, I liked the first gen Raptor. Um, when it came with the 6.2, I was super excited because it was Don't a big. Don't buy a first gen Raptor with a 5.4. No, that's a bad idea. Don't do it. It's not. No. But I was super excited when they came with the 6.2 um, because it was a big dumb american v8 and it made a ton of power and it sounded great and the truck was really like aggressive and bold and blocky and kind yeah, of it's, just it's wide and it had those square headlights yeah and it just it just looked like i'm here to party yeah it and was the second gen comes out and they're like yeah so we don't have the v8 anymore but we do have a twin turbo v6 that actually makes more and power. everyone lost their freaking minds they including like, you myself can't, you can't put a you can't put a twin turbo v6 in a raptor it doesn't belong but they're so the Raptor and Ford Motor Company has done such a good job refining those trucks. Yeah. Everything that's, about That's what them. I mean with the new one. It's just more refined. It's still really wide, but it has more style to it. The yep. inside's nicer. Like, oh, everything gorgeous. about it is just, you know, you're pretty much buying, like, a Lariat or Platinum, yep. you know, package that can also perform really good off-road. And I I saw a couple people in YouTube asking, like, what – what does it take to get to King of Hammers? Like, can I go there with the regular vehicle? And you can come in the regular road in your, you know, Subaru Crosstrack if you want. But if you want to come in the back way, like we did, thanks, <laughs> thanks to Brian, uh, you need to have some sort of capable vehicle. Yep. He's just got 37s on a stock Raptor. Like stock stock? Does it rub I, I a little bit? I assume he's lifted? No. What? No. It rubs, but <laughs> but that's part of it. You know, that's part of life. Uh, and we got through just fine, you know, sure. and there's like trail built rigs running next to us. And we're just in this Raptor that pretty much has tires on it. Just ready to methods. party in method wheels and 37s. That's crazy yeah. to and me. And we just, you know, we jumped it. How far do you think we jumped it that once? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're just I sitting wish. in the truck. Here's Brian. Hey, you guys want to jump this? We're like, yeah. Josh in the front, send it. Austin just Whoa. puts his foot down, <laughs> and it was enough airtime where you're like, oh, oh, he's serious. <laughs> Boom, back I, down on the ground. I, I wish for those of you that are not that are not watching this podcast and are listening to this, I wish you guys could see the genuine look of of pleasure Dude, on both Fuller so and excited. Zach's faces so when they talked about jumping this And I raptor. had a full <laughs> cup of coffee, too. And oh, I was like, no. Whoa. 
It was bad. Did we you got spill coffee, it? We got coffee on the ceiling. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then I said to Brian, I was like, "Hey, next time uh, we jump it or do anything, I was like, let's just pause beforehand. Let's get the cameras out because <laughs> we, now we don't have any video footage. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. This is where Keaton puts the little text on the bottom. Yeah, about sorry, guys, couldn't find anything. We have no footage because Fuller always has these cool stories but never records them. <laughs> sorry, guys. Cool. Absolutely. Well, let's wrap it up uh, with that. Uh, that is another episode of Lifted Logic. So thank you again, Parker, for Parker, Fuller, Fuller, Parker. I don't know. I, last time I called you Parker on YouTube, people berated <laughs> Wait, me. Wait, that's his name? He, he has a first name? But yes. So thank you, Mr. Fuller. You're welcome. For joining us again today. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show here. Um, remember, uh, again, all things wheels, tire suspension, customoffsets.com. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe. Click the like button. Like button. I can never get that right ever. Yeah, you're new. <laughs> and then the little bell notification on the side, so you get alerts when we upload, so we can keep making uh, banging content like this. If you have suggestions for who we should talk to next, or if there's a topic you want us to talk about, let us know in the comments down below. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.